With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Is Gascoigne going to have a crack? He is, you know. Oh, I say! Brilliant! That is schoolboy's own stuff. And still Ricky Villa! What a fantastic run! He scored! the last word on Spurs. It is suddenly becoming a bit of a Samaritan session. I hope you enjoy the show. You can follow us across a range of different social media platforms. We're on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. You can also find us on Facebook and also not forgetting Instagram. On this last word on Spurs, we'll be looking back on the 1-1 draw against Watford. We'll be taking a host of questions for the panel. We'll also be looking ahead to Applewell in the Champions League on Wednesday night. And also, just an inkling for you, if you haven't noticed already, um, we have actually drawn Wimbledon in the next round of the FA Cup. So that tie, I believe, is to be played early January. I'm delighted to say, joining me tonight, I've got first up Jason McGovern back on the show. Jason, how are you? Oh, well and good, Ricky. Good, good. And hanging in there, Jace? Just about. The old pills are just starting to increase, <laughs> but, uh, but nothing too drastic yet. Good, good. Fingers crossed. Like I say, this next hour will give you the therapy you need or you're going to give us. And joining Jason tonight, I'm delighted to say, making his debut first off, we've got the education manager for Kick It Out. We've got Troy Townsend on the show. Troy, how are you? Uh, I'm absolutely great. Not too bad at all, Ricky. Pleasure to be on as well, so thanks for having me. Oh, our pleasure, Troy, our pleasure. <laughs> and finally, last but certainly not least, we've got Dara on the show with us here. Dara is the runner of the Twitter account, at Spurs Views. Dara, how are you? I'm good, Ricky. I, um, I'm going to say exactly what Troy said there. I'm also delighted to be here. And uh, hopefully it'll be the first of many times if you'll have me again oh, of course. after the... 
<clears throat> kind words I'll have to say about Spurs tonight. Well, George, well, that will depend. That will depend on your next hour. You do know exactly, that. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. Like, as kind as I can. <laughs> well, it's your you chaps are on the couch tonight, giving us a therapy. So hopefully you're going to get us through this next hour. Jace, let's start with you then. Let's unravel Saturday's game against Watford. A 1-1 draw. I mean, Jace, a point in adversity for Spurs. We fell behind early on and then we had to play 10 men for 40 minutes. But the disappointing run of form continues, Jace. How did you see the game on Saturday? It was a, it was a really disappointing result, I suppose, overall. Um, absorbing game that you, you couldn't take your eyes off. Lots of, lots of talking points from the game, but ultimately neither side... Neither side really did enough to try and go and win it, did they? Other than the two goals, there wasn't exactly too much goal mouth action. I think other than they one hit the post, and and that was more or less it. But um, we we self destructed a little bit with with Sanchez that that probably took the win, made it a lot harder for us to go and win the game. That's for sure, down to ten men, and probably one one as a result at Watford. As an individual result, particularly having gone down to 10 men, it's a, don't forget it's a place where Liverpool have already drawn this year and it's a place where Arsenal have lost and it's a much improved Watford side. And, you know, let's be fair, at kickoff, they were only three points and one place behind us. So, you know, 1-1 one, one with 10 men for 40 minutes isn't a bad result. But in the run that we're on, it obviously was nowhere near the result we were looking for and we were, we were desperate to bounce back and get a win. So, ultimately, it's it's another disappointing day and, and two more points dropped. Yeah, and the sluggish run continues. And coming over to you, Troy, I mean, it's now one win in six league games for Spurs. I mean, we made it so hard for ourselves again, Troy, early on by conceding such a sloppy goal before Sanchez's red card. Do you think, Troy, if Sanchez stays on the pitch, does that game have a different outcome or do you think Spurs at the moment we're just lacking... Um, that creativity up top at the moment in order to get a kind of result away from home against a Watford? Um, I don't know. I think, you know, at the end of the day, Sanchez being sent off, I think what that's asked, it's asked for the players to stand up and be counted, to be totally honest. You're playing a very good Watford side, you know, with 10 men. Um, Watford on the up, you know, going full lever for a victory because they feel that, you know, Spurs have now got deficiencies over the park. Um, and, and we've held out. Admittedly, you know, there was a, a great penalty shout right near the end and it could have all gone pear-shaped. But ultimately, you know, with, with Sanchez going off so early in the second half, you've got to say that a draw is a fair result. The problem is is that fans will look at the last couple of games, so away at Watford and away at Leicester, and realise what we did to both sides last year away from home and now think that we've only got one point out of six in those two games. So, you know, you can understand a little bit of nervousness around the place at the moment. We're not really firing on all cylinders up front. We seem to be doing it in the Champions League, but we're not doing it, you know, in the league. But, you know, no team in this league are going to just lay down and let Tottenham roll all over them. And you can see Man City are the same and Man United are the same. You know, so ultimately Spurs have got to look at a game plan now to go and win games like that and to make sure that they come out of there through a difficult period managing expectations so you know getting a result that maybe performances don't warrant and I think that's what he, you know Potter's got to pluck out of this team now Yes indeed and coming over to you Dara I mean do you think on the reflection <coughs> a 1-1 draw away against Watford you know under a very good manager in Marco Silva we got 10 men for a, a long period of that game do you think if we're on a better run do you, do you think Dara maybe that result counts a bit more in credit for Spurs than what it would do because we're on this disappointing run of form at the moment the one winning six yeah, I mean, I think if we... I, I was saying it there before, before the Arsenal game that the Arsenal game was going to be kind of a a big, massive marker in the season. I mean, the, the team that won that was going to go one way and the other team was going to go the other. And um, 
I felt as just in the games afterwards that even if we had beaten one of, say, Leicester or if we'd beaten West Brom, <clears throat> I mean, we'd be talking about a different result here against Watford. Like, if, we, if we'd beaten West Brom and we'd beaten Leicester and we drew with Watford, that, that's, a, that's a fantastic run of games. But it's the fact that the it's the fact that I think it's the manner of our performances that's what's worrying most fans. I mean, it's not as if we didn't really we don't we didn't really look like beating Watford at any stage at the weekend. Leicester again, as Jason said, apart from hitting the posts and obviously the goal, like not too many chances created again. Arsenal game very lethargic, very poor, way below par. And then it's a totally different, <clears throat> totally different scenario in the Champions League. We we dominate teams, but again, I think that does come down to um, the style of play, and I mean the style of other teams' play. I should say, sorry. Um, when teams come out and attack us, it's a different story. I mean, when teams come out and attack us, we seem to have the freedom of the pitch, and we're well able to play with fluid football, and the midfield seems to know exactly what they're doing, and the next ball to play before they even play it. Um, but I don't know what it is. It's just not going well, not going for us in the league. And yeah, it's slightly, slightly worrying at the moment. But I do think that uh, the stump will end. And I mean, even with a game against Apwell midweek, it's a good opportunity to kind of get the spirits back up, you know. Um, and hopefully we can do that. Yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, Jace, coming back round to you, let's look at the team then from Saturday. We had Kieran Trippier and Ben Davis, who were preferred at fullback, while Winks was only fit enough for the bench, as we understand. Son also started while Lamella was amongst the substitutes. Um, the formation that many clamoured for, Jace, was the one Potch decided to go with. Was you happy with the lineup when you saw it, Jace? I was thrilled with the lineup. It's exactly the lineup that I would have gone with. Um, you know, I said without Toby, we probably don't look as comfortable with with the back three. That without Wanyama being in the side and with Eric Dyer having to drop into that back three, we don't have that natural defensive player in midfield. We we've got to find a way to get with with, with Ericsson and, and Ali not necessarily performing. We've got to get, find a way to get Son in the team. Uh, Davis and Trippier, to my mind, are, are still realistically their fullbacks rather than wingbacks. So you get them into their they're kind of natural positions, and and I think at the moment it is better balance with four two three one, particularly while Toby's missing. So, you know, absolutely on that score, it was exactly the side that I would have picked. It was the the side I called for, and um, it just shows you, doesn't it? You know, just because we get the team right and we get the the setup right, it doesn't mean necessarily mean that the other side are going to roll over and and just allow you to win the game. And you know, they 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 would have probably thought we would go with a back five or a back three with the two wing backs. We didn't, and and then Watford still make life incredibly difficult for us. So you know, it's not all down to what we do sometimes as well. No, it's very very true. I mean, coming over back round to you, Troy. There seems to be a suggestion at the moment that Spurs are becoming a bit one-dimensional. Jan Matongan suggested last week that teams in the Premier League they seem to be figuring us out domestically. Is that a fair point, do you think, Troy? Are we seeing that, the template at Wembley, away from home, the possession-based game from majority of these teams, letting Spurs have the majority of possession and us failing to break them down? Listen, I think it's, it's, it's a very similar situation to what's happening at Man City at the moment, but the problem is, is that Man City are finding a way to win. You know, earlier on this season, Man City were winning games 5, 6, even 7, you know, on a regular. Um, and... There was no way of playing against them. Teams are not going to just let you roll over them. They're not going to let City do it. They're not going to let Tottenham do it. But what Man City have done lately is that they've made sure that they've gone and won when they're not playing well, whether it's the 96th minute, the 90th minute, the 83rd minute, whatever it is, they, they've managed to go and nick themselves something 
and ultimately they'll say, do you know what, chaps, we didn't play well, but you know we still got three points on the board, and that's all that matters. Spurs have to find the way to do that as well. So, you know, ultimately, like I say, they've got to find a way to break teams down. They've got to find a way to put possession into goals. You know, we're still creating stuff. You can tell by you know the Leicester City game, we we missed some chances there that. You know, you'd expect you know any player of any worth to go and put on, to put in the back of the net, um, and we miss the chances. And you know what happens? All of a sudden, you're not playing well. You start snatching at chances where all in the season, you know, you would finish them quite cleanly. So, you know, you're in a period where you know it's not all doom and gloom, but they just need to, to find a way of winning games again. They're doing it in the Champions League because there's a freedom in the Champions League. And ultimately, you've got to think about it. We've just finished top of the Champions League ahead of Real Madrid and, and Borussia Dortmund. And then, you know, people are now raising their expectations in the league as well. But the league's a better league than what it is last season. You know, Man City are better. Man United are better. Um, yes, they've spent loads of money, but they're better. Um, Watford are better. Leicester are better. So, you know, you've got to balance it up and say that, you know, ultimately, you know, the league is a much stronger league and we've got to kind of step up our levels now to go and compete in what was a better league than what we, we finished second in last year. Mm. It's a, it's a difficult one, isn't, isn't it? I mean, coming over to you, Direct, do you feel, what's the slow starts down to? Is it arrogance, do you think, Direct? Can you put your finger as to why we are <coughs> starting games so slow at the moment? Um, to be honest with you, I wouldn't really put it down to arrogance. I don't think Pochettino would ever have a team set up to be arrogant against any team, to be honest. Like, one thing Pochettino has instilled in this club, and we always have to remember the, the mentality that was at the club before he came in. Mm. It was poison. The atmosphere around the club was just outrageous. I mean, no one wanted to... People were stopping going to games. The players didn't want to be there. No one wanted to be at the club, it seemed. Well, that's the way it seemed to me, anyway. I don't know no, I agree. Um, yeah, if, yeah. That's, mm. if that's the way most people felt, but that's the way I felt. I was going to games and things like that, and I was going, God, people just genuinely just... They were just looking for things to complain about, even that weren't even there to me. I wasn't seeing things, and... They were just complaining about things anyway. And like Pochettino has got us, like, we've b- fallen back in love with the club. Not, I did, I never lost the love, but I mean, some people did. And it, like, you could understand where they were coming from. I mean, when, when Sherwood was there, when Vs Boas was there, they just, oh, they just, like, people just lost an interest. And Pochettino has put it into the players' minds that they are no bigger than anyone at the club and um, that the fans are always number one and that... They, they are out there to entertain and they're out there to do us proud as supporters and as advocates for for the club themselves. So I don't think it would have much to do with arrogance myself, but um, I think it has more to do with teams figuring us out or something. Like Yambertong, you said, mentioned this there last week. I mean, we do tend to play a certain brand of football, which is kind of champagne football, if you like. Well, that's the football we try and play, you know? Mm. Ent- enter- entertaining football that always gets the crowd going. And... Uh, I feel like if a team, like any team that is set up again to play a defensive game against us, the likes of Watford, the likes of Bournemouth, the likes of even Leicester midweek, they all, they all just they set up to get whatever they could out of the game. They didn't really set out to win. If they won, fantastic. If they didn't, they were going to draw. You know, that was the way. That was their mentality. They didn't really, they never really went for the game. And any team that does set up like that against us, we always struggle. I don't know. I couldn't really put my finger on it, but um. I think with the return of Eric Lamella, I think he really, really, he's he's a kind, he's the kind of player that really can just pick pick the lock in the defence. I mean, we saw it, we saw it against Destiny Week. He was only on the pitch what a, a minute before he before he put the ball in for Kane. He stayed at home, and um, I distinctly remember um, 
a couple of years ago against Man City. Um, he was on the pitch again about three, two, four or five minutes, I think it was. And he laid the ball into Ericsson and we won the, won the game 2-1. It's players like that that can just change a game for us and pick locks. And like, uh, like I don't think he should be starting at the moment. People are calling for him to be starting. Like, you need to ease a player back in. He's been out over a year. And, he just, he, like, he's going to be brought into the team gradually. And I think that's the right way to do it. But, um, yeah, I think also getting a more stable lineup would certainly help. A stable midfield, definitely. Um, we've seen a lot. I mean, Wanyama with his injury, prolonged injury. Dembele's been in and out. Wink's been in and out. Dyer in the defence and in midfield. I mean, he, I think he definitely needs to get a more stable position for himself even just for himself as a player as well as us our own um, benefit as well yes like you know he's told to do one thing one week and then another thing another week it, it can be quite disorientating for a player no i completely agree with you on that i mean jace coming round to you it's now the third game in a row where spurs have trailed after the quarter of an hour mark against supposedly weaker opposition is our defender as much as anything else going on further up the field the real issue here jace well, we're, we're, get, we're getting things wrong in, in a number of places at the moment in this run, and that's for sure. And, and defending is one of them. We haven't kept a clean, we've kept what, one clean sheet in twelve, and um, we've, we're looking vulnerable at set pieces. And it's been a it's been the Achilles' heel probably of the Pochettino's defending over the past three seasons. As good as we've been defending wise, we've still conceded probably too many goals to set pieces. And and, and, and Sunday or Saturday rather that Eric Dyer was just not concentrating or or whatever but he allowed he allowed their guy to get the run on him and, and, and therefore Kane Kane's caught you know flat footed then when, when somebody's got the run on you so and it drifts in at a post where we don't put somebody on a post but you know I accept <laughs> that a, a lot of teams don't don't these days have two men on you know a man on each post but um, we've certainly got to improve our, our set piece defending because it is giving us a problem Mm. I mean, Troy, coming around to you, the chopping and changing of the team, yeah. is that an issue in itself, do you think? We need to maybe just settle on a, on you know certain players yeah. in key areas and just leave it as it is, rather than the continual rotation yeah, at full-backs and in central yeah. midfield? To be honest, Rick, yeah, for me personally, I think, you know, the way to get yourself out of certain situations is to have that, you know, that structure <laughs> and that line-up that, that you trust. And I think at the moment, you know, we don't know who the full-backs are. Admittedly, there's injuries in the centre of the park, but to be honest with you, the squad is big enough now. You know, last season there were calls for a bigger squad and that was the reason behind, you know, not progressing further in certain competitions. Well, sometimes it's better the devil you know because you mm. get a bigger squad and then their demands of people that want to play all the time and then they're not being given a shirt and, you know, it, that can create an atmosphere as well. So, for me, basically, I, ju- I just think the team needs to have its structure back in place. I think, obviously, you know, I don't have to say it, but Alderweireld's a massive miss, mm. and I think with Alderweireld out, I think Spurs should be going back to a four, a back there. I think, you know, you've lost Wanyama, you've lost Dembele, you need strength for, along with the guile of, of someone like Winks. So I would definitely play, you know, Eric Dyer back in there and, and keep him there. To be totally honest, because I just think. Spurs need to go back to what they do well. And I think playing free at the back is very good, but with Toby in there, um, I, pl- I think playing free at the back with Toby not in there creates a bit of an issue and creates gaps that, you know, obviously the, the opposition have taken advantage for. So I would go back to a fourth, to be personally honest, and go back to um, playing a system that you know well that probably gets the best out of uh, the players that you have available. And I think all the time, 
you think about a team, you always got to think of getting the best out of the players that you have available. You know, not a system that matches players that you have. You know, so yeah, I think at the moment, I think I would go back to that structure. Definitely, for me, you make a decision on who your fullbacks are, and you play the fullbacks. I don't think it benefits anyone. You know, midweek one set of fullbacks, the next one, and you know, there's people that would say, well, they, they're footballers, they should just be able to get on with it. But you know, that, that's not the mindset of players. You know, everyone wants to play every minute of every game, and if they don't, then maybe they shouldn't be at a club like Tottenham. But you know that's what players want to do and they, they would get upset if they're not playing every minute of every game. So, you know, that can create an issue as well. So having the bigger squad with more personnel to choose from is not always not always the best thing. Um, but I agree, having Lamella back um, in the long run will definitely help. Slowly, slowly approach at the moment, but definitely, you know, the more he builds up his strength, then, you know, you bring him in and you, you let him play more minutes and more minutes till he's actually starting because... I just feel that, you know, there's a couple of players in there that probably need challenging a little bit more than what they are at the moment. Yeah. Question here for you, Troy. This is from Daniel Martin. He says, have we created a great team without enough depth of squad? Has a lot of competition of places in front in particular, up front, breed complacency or are they simply tired? I mean, is that fair? I mean, maybe he's labelling that, that the likes of Christian Eriksen, Deli Ali. Can you see that side of it, well, Troy? Listen, I can see it from... Uh... A creative point of view, you know, Christian Eriksen, he's, you know, he's just helped his country get through to the World Cup, which obviously is a massive emotion. You know, he's, he's put the ball in the back of the net three times in that game. So for him personally, it was an absolutely fantastic achievement. Emotionally would have would have drained him. Me personally, again, I'm not the manager. I, I don't get paid for the, those big decisions, but I'd probably have whipped him out for a couple of games. Really? Let him enjoy, enjoy the emotion of, mm. of, yeah, let him enjoy the emotion of getting his country through to the World Cup. And, and, you know, have a rest, sit on the bench, you know. Christian will use you, but you know what? I can imagine where your mind is at the moment. You know, Delhi Alley. That's a totally different kind of mm. mentality we're talking about here. And there's lots going on with Delhi Alley. Yep. If all the reports are, are, are to be, you know, are, are to be listened to. But for me, the biggest one is 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 probably the competition for Harry. Um, I don't think... Or lack of, Troy. Or lack, or, or of lack of, sorry, yeah, uh, yeah. competition or lack of, yeah. Mm. I mean, I think I'm competition for Harry at the moment, and I'd never <laughs> get selected. So, you know, but Lorente wasn't the correct buy for me. Um, you know, a 32-year-old who, who you know, does well for Swansea City, and no disrespect to Swansea City as a football club, but Lorente doing well for Swansea City is two different worlds away from Lorente coming in at White. Uh, I was just going to say White Hart Lane then. Sorry. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and, Troy. <laughs> sorry. Too, too soon. Are you, are you too soon, Troy, unfortunately? I wish, <laughs> wish we was there, Troy, already. I wish we was there. Sorry, Do you think, though, sorry. Troy, you know what? You mentioned, you know. We mentioned Lorenzo, though, Troy, but we mustn't forget in that we was in a battle with him for Chelsea on the last... I have to keep repeating this. So yeah, Chelsea wanted him as well. Yeah, but no disrespect. At mm. Chelsea, he would have got more minutes than what he's getting at Tottenham. No, I I'm, I'm personally believe that. You know, mm. Batshuayi, uh, Morata... Lorente. He Batshuayi, well, he's injured now anyway, yeah. but they're obviously not sure about him. Morata, no one knew how he was gonna if he was gonna hit the ground running or not. You could have seen Lorente getting minutes there. He's not gonna get minutes in front of Harry Kane. And I'm sorry, for me, Spurs have got to look at a young, vibrant player who's willing to learn off of someone like Harry while taking his chance when he gets it. I would have signed the lad Dembele, who went to Celtic, mm. uh, because I think at the time, you know, well, he's he was it would have been be... half the price or quarter the price when he had been yeah, Troy at yeah. the time. 
Yeah, but I don't think money had money shouldn't come into it. Well, I say money shouldn't come into it. I don't mean splash millions and millions, but I mean mm. you know a young up- upcoming player who you know would have been champing at the bit every time he walked onto the field of play because he wanted to prove that he was a Tottenham Hotspur footballer and he would want to prove that he's as good as the number ten that Spurs have. He's gone to Celtic. He's proved himself. Spurs ain't getting him now because he wouldn't play second fiddle to Harry Kane. Llorente is not good enough to play second fiddle to Harry Kane. So who is going to play second fiddle? And that's where your big problem is because at times when Harry is is not on his game or, you know, he's getting beaten up like he was on Saturday or he's brought back too early like he was against Arsenal, um, you need someone to go in there and, and someone that Poch trusts. And for me, the lack of game time for Lorente proves that Poch doesn't really trust him as a player. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? This, this striker debate, I mean, we've had it on so many different shows, and you know, I don't. Listen, I think it's damned if you do, damned if you don't at the moment. I mean, coming over yeah. to you, Dara. Um, Spurs, we're back on level terms. Then one-one, breaking away after a nervy moment in our own box against Watford on the Saturday, um, where we allowed mm-hmm. a, a high ball to bounce, and then Son, great finish. I mean, Ericsson, though, you know. Mm-hmm. He's had, a, he's had a bit of a tough run, Ericsson, but can you believe, when I say this to you, Dara, that's his first assist since the opening day of the season domestically. I mean, that, that's crazy, isn't it? That just kind of maybe shows how Ericsson has really filtered in and out of this domestic campaign so far. Actually, Ricky, I, I had no idea that was his first assist domestically. That's a, that's, mm. a, that's an outrageous stat. And I mean, yeah. like, when, when, when you look at the calibre of Ericsson and how many assists he got for us last season and the kind of player that he is, he should be notching like he. We should be talking about him in the same sentence as De Bruyne every week. I mean, De Bruyne, of course, is uh, world class in his field, but I think Ericsson is on on his day every bit as good as De Bruyne. And um, it, it it just it just goes down to I think it just goes down to pretty much. I won't say confidence, but it, it looks like he's he kind of does an Ozil type. I don't like comparing him to Ozil because he's he's <laughs> from he's from that lot down the road, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we we, we 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 like to think that Ericsson is so much better than Ozil and whatever. But I mean, <laughs> of course, yeah, yeah, we have to believe that. But I mean, he does this kind of drifting thing. I know it's it's kind of his style of play. I do argue this a lot with my my dad, who's also a, a massive Spurs fan. Like I argue with him a lot. He's he's always saying, "Oh, Ericsson doesn't do enough for the team. Like we should be dropping him. He's not doing enough. He should be doing more." And like I agree with him in a way. But I think I think that's the kind of player Ericsson is as well. I mean, he used to like. He's not like Gareth Bale was for us. Gareth Bale was the man for us. Like Harry Kane at the moment is the man for us. I mean, Ericsson is the kind of guy that will create a few chances a game for you and then kind of like step back from the overall kind of play. He's not the kind of man that's going to carry the ball forward. He's not that kind of like powerhouse like Dembele. He's not going like, to... I think where my, my kind of... What do I call it? I suppose my little qualm with him lies is kind of like... He should be. He's on our set pieces a lot of the time. He should be getting more assists from set pieces, from mm. free kicks. Yeah. Like I mean, it, I, I I find it slightly. I won't say. Well, okay, I will. It's slightly embarrassing that our fullbacks sometimes have to take our corners. I mean, okay, they could be exceptional free kick takers or whatever. You know, like the likes of Marcus Alonso or Chelsea. But I mean, Trippier has a, a fantastic delivery on him. But I mean, Eriksen, like he does it for his country. He did it for us last season. Got about 15, 16 assists, I think, something like that in the league. There's no reason why he should be dipping in this much in form. But I said it before. Um, I think Ericsson does this thing. He does half seasons or something. He plays unbelievable for one half of the 
season and then he just I don't know what it is I think mm. it was one season he was amazing for the second half of the season and the next season amazing for the first half was it the season the season he scored that um, that amazing free kick against Sheffield was that 13 was that 14-15 was it I think you're right 14-15 yep I think yeah mm. that season he was amazing the first half of that season and then I think apart from that free kick against Sheffield was anonymous for most of that second half of the season so I'd like to think that the second half of the season will be Ericsson's half like like he's shown in some games as well like he, he has the class still and like even that ball at the weekend fantastic delivery great pop, yeah. that what a the, great ball mm. has that in his locker there's no reason why he can't be doing that every week I agree coming back around to you Jace so Sonny listen I know we've said it on this show before you are a massive advocate <laughs> of getting him in this team third goal in six games Jace at the moment we have to find a way of getting him in this team because he's the only one really apart from Kane that's it in the back of the net yeah I've always said isn't he he, he brings us a goal threat and you know, I've heard lots of people say, oh, he's, he's an, an impact player, he's better off the bench. I think that was his third top of goal, of which 33 <laughs> have come from starting games. Mm. So, you know, I think, what the hell do you want him? Leave him on the bench as an impact player to come on with 20 minutes to go. There's 20 minutes less for him to score. You know, there's 70 minutes less for him to do his business in. And uh, it was no surprise that he's the one on the end of the, the chance. He's, he's the one player... You know, in amongst all the, the disappointing form of, of Ali and things at the moment, we're not really attacking the ball in the box like we were other than Kane. And, and you know, it was Sonny scored a very similar type goal against Liverpool, didn't he, where his pace took him into the box. And he just, for the moment, we got the ball out wide. His only interest was getting in the box. And, and that's what Sonny does. There's times when he gets his decision making wrong, but at the moment when we're struggling for goals, he is much more of a, or he's too big a goal threat for us to be leaving <laughs> out. So for me, he has to be in that side at the moment. Troy, I want to come round to you. So Christian Eriksen, a lot on social media yep. seems to be suggesting that he's half the player that we see in a Denmark shirt. Can you put it down to anything? I mean, you made a comment earlier oh. that, from your perspective, you know, maybe he needs to be taken out of the team for a little while after that great mm. runner form he had for Denmark. Is it just that? Mm. Is there anything more than that, Troy? Are we exceeding... Is he exceeding expectations more than what maybe we think he is, Eriksen, no, at times? I mean, how, how do people know he's half the player? They don't really watch Denmark. Do you know mm. what I mean? What they've <laughs> done is they've seen some flash highlights and he's got a hat-trick and he he's deemed to be playing well because he's revered at Denmark and, and, and they wouldn't talk about him in the way that probably some Spurs fans do. You know, Ericsson is, is, is a good player. Um, I think we all know that he's, he's had a dip in form and, you know, ultimately players do have dips in forms. It's what you do when they have a dip in form. And like I, I said, you know, it, earlier, I think he should be taken out for a little period. I think he should have been taken out after the, the Denmark, you know, doing what he did for Denmark you know, to take them through to the World Cup and, and just for him to recharge his batteries. And that's not just physically, that's emotionally as well, because that would have taken a lot out of him, a lot out of, you know, two games in a short space of time in a long season um, where he's had to do that as well for his, you know, for Spurs. I would have taken him out for a couple of games and just, you know, he might not have liked it or he might have gone, you know what, the boss has done me a favour here. Um, but I think we're judging him on on probably the fact that you know, his legs are a little bit weary. He's done, you know, he's done quite a bit lately. So, well, I think, me, Troy, do you know what? Very quick, I think he runs the most, you know, I know he hasn't been great every game, but he still runs a lot. In terms of the stats, Troy, he's right up there yeah, in terms I of covering anyone, the distance yeah, of the pitch. No one's going to question what he does in a white shirt in terms of how he gets about, mm. what he creates and what he finally puts in the back of the net. You know, if, if, he, if he didn't have those stats, then we'd have problems. But, you know, he's definitely wearing his heart on the sleeve. You can tell that he loves and enjoys being part of this Tottenham setup. So it's just 
you know, a little bit disappointing that people are very, very quick, quick to, to kind of criticise. Uh, for me, I'd, I'd do the lad a favour and I'd take him out for a couple of games and, you know, you never know, bring him on for 20 minutes in one or, or maybe not even bring him on. So I think the squad is, should be that good and, and that you don't always need a Christian Eriksen or you don't always need a Deli Alley or you don't always need a Harry Kane. But at the moment, it seems that we do always need, need them. And But they're not playing at 110%, I'd say. Yeah, it's a difficult one. I mean, Jace, let's get your thoughts quick on Christian Eriksen. We haven't had your thoughts on it yet. What, what do you, where do you stand on the Eriksen fence at the moment? Well, he's certainly not anywhere near the, the Christian Eriksen we want him to be, and neither is Deli Alley. And, and the problem, I suppose, is if leaving them out, at the moment, who does come in? And, you know, we, we have a, a little bit of a snobbery at Tottenham, don't we, with, with, with backup players that, you know, lots of people say we don't have the options. But when we try and sign option, what I call option players, most supporters don't want them. You know, nobody nobody wanted Wilfred Zaha two years ago. Mm. And, and uh, you got a player at Man United at the moment. And, I, again, I'm not saying we should sign him. But Jesse Lingard comes into Man United, has a great game Saturday. He has a great game at Watford. But could you imagine the outcry if we tried to sign Jesse Lingard? <laughs> but we're not going to sign a player. We're not. But but then similarly, we're not going to get an Isco or someone that can really push Ericsson. And you know, there was even people that you know, I don't want Gilfie Sigurdsson back. And and I'm not suggesting we should have paid forty odd million for Sigurdsson. But if you don't go and buy a Lingard or a Sigurdsson or a Zaha, and you can't go and buy an Isco, then don't yeah. be surprised if you've got no options for a Christian Ericsson. Mm. But so I think Ericsson's Ericsson's slightly different. I think because. With Ali, I mean, it's the pair of them, let's be fair, the, the pair of them are both out of form at exactly the same time. And that, that is giving us so many problems. But, you, you know, with, with Ali, you could have left him out of a few games. Well, we saw it in Europe, wasn't he? He was suspended. Yeah. And Sonny came in and, and did well in those games. But with Ericsson being, I suppose, nearest to a traditional passing style number 10, we don't have anyone that can come in and do what Ericsson can do. And, and that's probably why he's still in the side at the moment. Yeah, well, I make you I make you right a little bit there, Jay. In terms of you know our snobbery towards certain players, you know you've got to think about it. The competition is probably the biggest thing that keeps players on their toes. So, you know, you you reference Jesse Lingard, and you know this is a lad who was only playing five or so minutes, odd minutes in the games early at United. Couldn't get in the squad, couldn't force his way in. All of a sudden, gets an opportunity. Lad scored three goals in two games. All of a sudden, people are saying, you know, he can't be dropped. You know. <laughs> When you think about it, so Mourinho's now left out, Mkhitaryan, uh, Rashford's been left out. You know, that rotation that he's done, particularly with the forward players, for me has kept them on the, the probably the only one he hasn't rotated is, is Lukaku. Um, <coughs> I think, but, but I think if he had Ibrahimovic back, he would. So I think Spurs, you know, we could learn a few lessons from things like that because I, I haven't got the type of player like Christian Eriksen. Well, then let's do something a bit different. Let's form you know, line up a little bit different. Let, let's try and put personnel in positions where they can affect the game because the ones that you're talking about at the moment for the last couple of games have not affected it in the way that they used to. And I think for me, that just, again, that just helps create healthy competition. You never know, we might have surprised um, in what we get from the players that have been warm in the bench for quite a long time. But listen, who, who'd want to be a manager, I suppose, at this level, you know, so it's easy for not, not criticise playing and critique the way that players are playing, but, you know, you've got to have faith and trust in the manager to do what's right for the club, and, and you know, and he hasn't let us down yet, that's for sure. No, I agree. Marcus Edwards has been talked about for years. 
Mm. And I mean, I know you might think, okay, it's it's too soon to be bringing a player that young into the side. But I mean, you see, you see, you see the likes of Ali. He was what was he nineteen when he made his debut for us? And I think Edwards is eighteen. I mean, is there really that much of a difference in the ages? Um, obviously, Pochettino and the underage managers know a lot more than we do when they see a lot more than we see. But I don't think it would be an outrageous call to even put him on the bench at some stage and even give him a run at some like at, at a. At a, at a Premier League level, just even even for ten minutes or something to see would he make a little impact. Yeah, I think there's a I think there's a bit of a story behind Marcus Edwards. You know, ultimately at the end of the day, a lad of that ability, why is he not played more? Why is he not in, been involved in squads more? Do you know what I mean? Why is he? It's you know, funny showing you say that, Troy, because I think level. Poch yeah. did allude to the fact that you know the, the kid with his attitude that that may be a, a thing there. He did mention it in his book. I mean, Troy, I don't know if you ever come across the kid at you know when you I know you go into some school sometimes, but you know it's clearly like you said there. There's an undoubted amount of talent, but you think like you said there, Troy, maybe the package isn't quite there yet, which is hence why we haven't mm. seen him yet flourish for Spurs. Mm. At yeah, the, the, thing, the thing is, ultimately, again, you know, and I, and I just said this a minute ago, you've got to trust trust your manager to know what he's oh, doing with the young players as well. Do you know what I mean? You know, he's, you know, tell me and have a manager that's brought in so many young oh, players and, mm. and given them the opportunity to go and play in our first team. So, you know, he's got to manage a very, very special talent there, but that talent has also got to want to be managed as well. And I think that's probably where we are with Marcus Edwards at the moment, but I would hopefully expect to see more of him. Um, sooner rather than later in a Spurs shirt, but, you know whether it's FA Cup tie, whether it's the Euro- the Champions League game coming up, you know we're, we're through, we're top, you know maybe we might see him then, who knows? But I think we yeah. definitely need to see what he's what he's worth um, sooner rather than later. I get the feeling with him, Troy. There just seems to be a, a feeling that he's a little bit um, dare I say the old name Adult Rabdish, incredibly <laughs> incredibly talented, <laughs> yet and yet like a no real game awareness and things like that and he thinks the whole game just revolves around what he does and, and there's there's no need to track backwards there's no need to do this yeah. there's no need to do that I don't have to get my head up I can just dribble past people for fun I can nutmeg people on the edge of my box because I've got that much and you know what I mean that, that Jay, kind of it, adult it, yeah. mentality yeah I mean you know I think we've all played a game like that haven't we in our playground or on a grassy <laughs> pitch somewhere but, you know, it doesn't happen in the real world. Do you know what I mean? In the real world of playing in the Premier League or in Champions League or in FA Cup size, you know, it, you, you have to be team players. And, and you're right, okay. Spurs mm. have seen far too many of those kind of players um, mm. to know that, you know, they they won't do it at, at Spurs. So, you know, he has to, he's a young player with a talent, but he has to conform to the way that Poch wants him or else, you know, ultimately um, it'll be a loss and he'll be too good a player to be a loss, that's for sure. That's true. Jace, going to come back round to you then. To Damison Sanchez, let's get your thoughts on the sending off. I mean, it was a straight red card for putting his arm in Richarlison's face as he turns and tries to fend off the Brazilian on the halfway line. I mean, it's, it's fair to say, Jace, that Atkinson himself did have a difficult day. He seemed to miss two late penalties on Kane at the end. And then even that dire handball. I mean, and the Kane treatment as well. Jace, talk us through the referee's performance, if you don't mind. We don't want it to all be about the referee, but there were some very strange decisions in that game. Well, it was strange decisions, but I mean, with Davinson Sanchez, for me, it's a 100% red card because why I say that is that a referee gets one look at real speed from one angle. And from the from the TV angle watching it live and the TV angles on the halfway line and Sanchez is the other side on the halfway line. As soon as it happens where I'm watching, I thought he's in trouble here. And so when you realise Atkinson's behind him and he's only got one look, 
that must look. I, I, I honestly believe that looks a red card all day long to yeah. where the referee would be. Then you yeah. get the benefit of seeing six different camera angles and super slow mos. The referee doesn't get it. So I kind of try and take all the replays out when I watch something like that and think, what was my very, very first instinct? And that's what a referee can go on. And, and we were talking to. I was that's, talking that's to Ian. Measured, Jay. No, I, I think I don't <laughs> mind a referee, mate. I don't <laughs> mind a referee who makes a mistake if I can understand yeah. why they've made it, you know. Yeah. And I yeah. said to no, Ian, Ian, one of our other regulars, he was mm. at he was at Vicarage Road, and I said the Spurs fans actually must have had in the stadium would have had quite a similar type of view to to Atkinson's. And Ian said to me, as soon as he did it, I thought he was in big trouble, and it could be red. And therefore, it's a bit hard. To have a cut a referee for making that. But Some of the other decisions think, in the game... Don't you think fourth officials help them out as much now as well? So, in that instance where the fourth official is almost right on top of them, don't they have a quick word in the ear and say, that's a red, or, well, you know what, only give him a yellow? He should do, mate, but, but, you know, again, we haven't decided to contest it in that today. I don't think... Oh, no, we're just yeah, to confirm we are not... Yeah, we are just to confirm to all the guys out there, yeah. we are not appealing the decision, so he is going to miss... You know, he's missing a period now of it's, Stoke... Brighton and Man City when even you know we're at the likes chase already of Alderweireld and Vertonghen now who's on a booking well, exactly. so this is a really kind of worrying period and well exactly what do you make of it Jason as Troy was saying period? earlier as Troy was saying earlier if, if you want to go to that back four and and and, um, and have Dyer in midfield we now can't do that because Dyer's going to drop into that and, and, yeah. soon, and, we're, and we yeah. could well be losing Yan as, exactly at some stage over the next three or four games Yan's going to be suspended <laughs> as well so um, perhaps we'll be playing. Perhaps, perhaps we should try Aussie R D. Let's see. I mean, I, I would have. I would have been worried if we hadn't had the personnel that he signed already this season. Mm. But that has to work. You know, this is these are the kind of situations why people were demanding, and Potter's have rightly gone out and bought the players he's bought because you're never going to go through a season using 18 players, 20 players. You know, you're going to have to use the whole of that squad and people are going to have to step up and be counted in probably some of the, the biggest games of the season where you'd well, like to have the 11 that mm. you want on the park, you know. And he will learn a lot about his squad now, you know, over the next three weeks and, and the Christmas period uh, and will understand that certain players that he's bought are the right players or whether whether, whether he's got it wrong in the transfer market. So I think it's, it's a massively important time for, for those players who have been on the fringes as such to step up and be counted. Agree. Dara, I want to bring you in. Let me throw you a couple of questions. So, Kev Green, a regular sir. Kev, I hope you will. He says, question for the panel. Given our centre-back shortage with two games to go before City and Yan on four yellows, should he get a booking on the first game so to miss Bryce and not the City game or just let fate take its way? It's a good question. What would you do, Dara, if you were Poch? Um, it's a good question. You well, see his I point, do... don't you? It's a, it's a really tricky I... question, isn't that one, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I, I do. I definitely do see his point. Um, I suppose I would never send a player out to get a booking. I mean, <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't be like, oh, go on, Yan, go in for a two foot attack of there and chance your arm. No, of course not. Yellow. Mm. Do you know? But um, I do see. I do take his point, and it is fair. I mean. Like we we go on about discipline and stuff and you know fair play and all that crack, but I mean oh, that is a tough guy. I think I think you I think I'd probably let face take its toll. Right. But um, if he were to get a yellow, would I be happy about it? Probably yes, I would be happy about it. But um, maybe if the game were wrapped up and it was three 0 in Dreamland and 
Never talking. We're still on the field. 85th minute, you tell him do something stupid like hand hand the ball or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, would that be so bad? Probably well, not. If only a book and you would probably take it, wouldn't you? If you know he's going to play City. Yeah, exactly. I mm. mean, it's it's obviously better to be missing a game against Stoke or Brighton than it is to be missing a game against Man City. I mean, with all the wild out and with Sanchez out, I mean, if you're missing for Tongan as well, you're talking about a backline of what? Dyer, well, you could even that, be talking that, about Carter Vickers or someone. That's the next one. I mean, Janet Ilias asks. Again, I'll ask you, Dara. He says, do we bring Foyf in, if that's the case? I mean, that's a it's a big time to throw this lad in, isn't it? I mean, he's only played, you know, let's think about the Capital One game. I think he played against West Ham. I think he played, yeah. uh, might be wrong, I think he played in one of the Champions League games or on the bench. I mean, that's a massive risk at yeah. this time of the season where we need results now, aren't we? We're in a results business. We're going to have to Absolutely. grind his results out, Dara. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, even even again going back to our run of games. I mm. mean, if if we had had more, if we if we if we'd had better results in the past couple of weeks, yeah, perhaps even seeing perhaps even seeing the city game as a loss wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. I mean, they're no, the now we yeah, this is a... do you think they got their thirteenth <laughs> league win in a row at the, at the weekend, and that's like a, a joint record. I mean, that's astounding. They're probably they're probably going to get a fourteen. They might even get fifteen. You know, hopefully we'll be the team to stop them. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, bringing in Foyt, I don't know. I mean, the the kid is obviously like he's very talented. He pushed it. He pushed the move to Spurs um, during the summer. Like he wasn't fancy in PSG. I always like a guy that wants to come to Spurs and has a bit of passion for coming to play for us. You know. But um, yeah, uh, bringing in Foyt, I suppose if if it came down to it, I probably would. Um, mm. I I think if I think if Pochettino trusts him enough, he has him on the bench. Okay, he hasn't been playing him as much, but I mean. He is, he is. I think Poch is trying to get the stable three of Sanchez all the while Bertongan as much as he can, yeah. and chopping and changing as as injuries go and suspensions go as well. So I think if Poch trusts him, then I'm all for it as well. I mean, he wouldn't have signed him if he didn't. Um, so I don't see why not. Opinion that we we play free, but we play free when you know you have Toby, you have Jan, and you have Sanchez. That free for me at the back. I don't care what anyone says. I mean, that's that's on a par, maybe even better than the Chelsea three that were mm. so dominant last season. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I I think that without that three being the three that they are, we're vulnerable. And I think when we start, you know, trying to you know square pegs, round holes, and all that kind of stuff, that's when we become vulnerable down the side. That's when we get drawn out of position. We become very too easy to be exposed in those certain areas because no other three can play it. Like no, we've seen those three do it this season, so that's why I, I again say that I'd go back to a four. I'd go back to something that's more natural that people know, um, and it will probably give us that little bit of stability in terms of you know stabilising the central part of the team as well, um, where we're probably lacking our best central midfielders as well, um, bar bar Winks. So you know, it, I, you know, it's a difficult one. It, it is a difficult one, but. That's where I'd probably go back to a four-two-three-one in, in, in providing that little stability that everyone knows. It's a game plan that we've used more often than not, you know, last season. And then, you know, when we have done this season, we've looked we've looked decent again. Um, I would personally, I would just go back to that as a lineup for me, anyway. Fair enough. And Jace, let's get your thoughts on this one. Then it's a great question by Kev Green. I mean, what would you do, Jace, if you're Pochettino? Well, I think Troy's right. For me, it's four-two-three-one at the moment, but. The interesting thing with with whether you should get Yan deliberately booked, you'd say yeah. I, I understand that <laughs> that you'd want him at Manchester City because that looks the hardest game. But then the flip side of that is 
do we think Yan alone is going to be the difference between us getting a result at Manchester City? Whereas if he misses the Brighton game, there's a winnable game that you then suddenly have a, have a weakened yeah. defence in and then you suddenly risk dropping points in the game you should get uh, a win in. And we, we we really need to win our next home game, don't we? Do. we? No, we do. So yeah. I, pr- I probably... Oh, definitely, I yeah. probably... And, and then don't don't forget as well that the other side of that is you... Um, <laughs> You know, yeah, may well get injured the game before Manchester City, even if he's not suspended in it and this things it. like yes, that. Who's, course, who's yeah. to say you don't go to Manchester City and and Yan makes a, a tackle in the fifth minute and <laughs> gets sent off or something? You just, you know, you, you're playing guessing games when you do that. So I understand the question, and and if I'm sitting here now, I definitely want Yan in that side at Manchester City, but I'm not so sure you do get deliberate things because there's just so <laughs> much, so much can happen, isn't there, in football and. And, and you know, you might think, OK, 10 minutes left, I'll get a, a sneaky yellow card. And the referee does misinterpret it as a as an elbow high or something. And so the sneaky yellow actually becomes red and you're banned there yeah. for three games. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's just, you, you, you're putting too much in the hands of other people, I think, when you do that. Yeah. Troy, I've got to, as you're on the show, I've got to ask no. you, you know, you're the father of, you know, an England international um, playing yep. in the Premier League. Deli Ali. Troy, tell us about this lad, because, you know, he seems to be getting a lot of stick at times on social media. You know, his head's maybe not in the right place. There's a lot of talk out there, Troy, about this whole agent thing. Is it, is yeah. it true enough, do you think, Troy, that this kind of talk can go to a player's head? Or is it a case that when he crosses that white line, all that stuff kind of gets forgetting about and he's fo- fully focused on the game ahead of him? I'd like to say that, yeah, when you do cross that. Mm. I remember in my day when I was playing is, you know, you used to seek sanctuary on the football pitch. <laughs> you know, you were away from all your problems and it and it didn't matter. We're in an <laughs> era now where what happens off the field influences what happens on the field, unfortunately. Right. And, you know, if you are, you know, for any reason, if you are not in a good place or, you know, seeking other things off the field, that creeps into your play on it and it becomes very apparent as well. You know, this is a big thing for Deli Ali. You know, whoever finally gets to get that contract um, and sign him as, as, as you know, it, 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 he's one of the biggest things we have in this country as an English player. You know, the fact that we have two of the biggest things in this country should be lauded for Tottenham. But it's, it's a situation where, of course, he can carry that mindset and mentality onto a pitch. And, you know, people are putting two and two together and, two and two at the moment is making four because his appearances he's not the player he was last season or for certain games he's not the player he was last season is it too much again you know you've got to remember he's still a young man he's mm. a young man that has exploded onto the, the Premier League he's exploded onto an international level there has to be a bit of downtime the thing is this downtime is, is coinciding with all the reports of new agents and whatever else and you know, you've got to give our media a little bit of credit. I know they get criticised quite a lot, but they pick up on stories like that and they get them from somewhere. And if they get them from somewhere, there must be an element of truth, particularly it's the top people that are saying it. So, you know, this is why sometimes I just think, get them out of the picture, give mm-hmm. them a rest. I know I've yep. said it with Christian Eriksen, but i said it for a different reason with Christian Eriksen. Get the man, get the lad's like mindset, focus back into what he's got to do. Because ultimately, the reason people are... are, are you know, champion him and, and are all over him is because of what he's done in the white shirt of Tottenham and what he's done in the white shirt of England. He would never be an England player if it wasn't for what he's done at Tottenham. So there has to be that element of appreciation. But ultimately, with the figures that get banded about now as well, so the money that's in the game, how could someone not lose their focus a little bit as a player? 
you know. So hopefully he can get his, his, his mindset back on very quickly. Because um, you've got to remember, we've got a World Cup at the end of this year, and you know, season. And I know Spurs fans are not worried about a World Cup until a World Cup comes along. But you know, ultimately, he needs to be playing well and, and doing what he's been doing that's got him in this situation to perform well in the World Cup. So hopefully, whatever happens gets decided sooner rather than later, and we see a happy bunny again back on our football pitches. Just quickly, Troy, can I ask? I mean, yeah. you know, Andros, Andros went through that period when he was. Uh, he was getting plenty of criticism for cutting inside and shooting yeah. over and yeah. X, Y, Z. How much of that, that social media abuse, does? how big a role does that play? Because obviously we know Delhi is, but you look at some of the, the players' Instagrams and Twitter feeds and the abuse on there. Yeah. Is, I think, where does some of this Gandalf, come from? But, you know, how, how easy is it for the player just to, to completely ignore yeah. it's that? A, it's not easy at all. And that's why you find players either coming off or not being active on it, although maybe still having an account, you know, because you know what it's like, you know, I'm, I'm getting Twitter messages as we speak, you know what I mean? Mm. So your yeah, phone vibrates, your phone flags up, you have a look, you know, yeah, you can mute the, the notifications, but you've got to remember, these players are human beings, ultimately, Course, first yeah, yeah. and foremost, you know, and I get criticism on social media, nothing like what Andros ever got, or nothing like what Delhi would be getting, and it hurts me at times. You know, and there's times when I think to myself, why am I reading that crap? No, of but course. <laughs> the human human nature is that you want to read something to start with, and then all of a sudden you think, shit, I don't want to read that no more. So, you know, I've, I've spoken to far too many players who say, nah, I'm not on it no more, or I just go on Instagram because that's just about pictures and whatever else. But ultimately, fans will then move across to Instagram. You know, it's difficult. Players get criticised for not being closer to fans, for not communicating with fans, for not... Do you know what I mean? For not of course. The, the it's a shame though, Troy, isn't it? it, it? It's such a shame it has to come to is. that, doesn't it? It's such a shame. Of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. But it's it's not the players. It's the social media platforms for. for. If if Twitter was to, to to get rid of people who, who discriminated or who used foul language or, or, you know, who spouted hatred, full stop, then we wouldn't be in this situation. Do you know what I mean? But the ultimate thing is it it's in this day and age is freedom of speech you can say what you want to who you want how you want and you can hide behind your keyboard doing it you know it's, it's just madness it's madness and like i say they're human beings they've got fan players have got families or they're young they're just getting into the game but fans you know certain fans who, who i say fans and i hate to say fans because most of them have never been to a game mm. in their lives they yep. criticize because they read stuff or they criticize because they watch five minutes on match of the day you know <laughs> it's scandalous Scandalous. It is. It but is. yeah, ultimately, it does affect the player. Yeah. Of course it does. At all, let's bring it round to you, Dara. So, on Delhi, very quickly, we've had a couple of questions in. Um, we've got Delhi Davidson who says, why is Delhi starting? But another one that's interested is Matthew Comito who says, am I the only one with the view that, besides his end product, Delhi has been absolutely dogged in work of his team ethic? I love seeing his clear distaste of being subbed. He just wants to play and win, and I can't wait for him to prove everybody wrong. What do you think on that, Dara? Are we going to see Delhi come back to the form that we know he can replicate for Spurs? Yeah, I mean, I, I be, I'm a massive fan of Delhi. I think most Spurs fans are. I'm not most all Spurs fans are. I mean, the kid is like he's he's going to be world class. He's no, he's by far he's nowhere near the finished product. And people have to remember he's what is he 21 years old? I'm yep. I'm 20 years I'm 20 years old myself, and I'm there worshiping the man like he's God. You know, I mean, that, that, <laughs> the, the, the kid has so much potential. Like, he's absolutely, he's got potential to, to burn, really. And, um, yeah, I completely agree. Um, the, like, he, he, he always, 
he always gets this name, Deli Ali, as being this brazen kind of character in the Spurs team who just scores goals and pops up in positions that anyone could possibly. I mean, I was actually, again, I'd bring in my, my dad again. I seem to always be bringing in my poor dad. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So always the way. I was actually having an argument with my dad just on the way home from work there. Um, he was saying that Deli Ali isn't as good as he was last season or the season before this season. And I said, well, well, why do you think that? He said, well, he's not scoring as many goals. I mean, Kane is the only man really getting goals apart from Son. He's not really doing much. Like, and I said, well, if, if, like, if you look at the distance covered by Deli Ali in a game, I mean, when we went down to 10 men against Watford there the last day, as, as a good example, he, like, he worked, I think he worked harder than any man in the field. I mean, he was in a difficult position in the field, like as in, we went down to 10 men, he had to drop back a small bit, which is a small bit uncomfortable for him, I do think he's a number 10, he's not really a, a box-to-box midfielder, as some people want him to be, he's not really a, a Pogba or a Kante type player, who he can just be in, at one box at one time, and another box another time, I think he's just more, more of an attacking midfielder, and um, yeah, I do think his work ethic for the team is, is, is amazing, and I mean, same with Ericsson, I think, again, like, Ericsson might go a few games without scoring or assisting but his his work like he runs further than I think I think he most games he, he notches about 13 or 14 kilometers every game which is an amazing amount for an attacking midfielder and the same with Kane I mean Kane makes uh, Harry makes great points in interviews as well that like <clears throat> he might go a few games without scoring but he doesn't doubt his ability for one second and I'm sure Deli Ali feels the exact same um, he might go on a barren run with the guards goal scoring or getting an assist here or there but he's always making contributions to the team whether it be even a flick like even like Deli Ali can just do things with the ball like he, he like he can do things that other players can't he sees a situation and he can he can visualize something before it happens like he, he has it's it's his skill and his innovation and just what he brings to the team even even with that slight spark of his, uh, a small bit of aggression that he brings to the side like Pochettino said too he doesn't want to see Delhi ever lose that aggression because it would be a crying mm-hmm. shame. Like most players don't have that. It's yeah. um, you could say even like so like Roy Keane and Vieira had a, an extreme version of what Delhi has. Perhaps you know he's a bit of kind of cheek about him, which I don't mind at all. I actually quite like that in a player. You know, you you, you kind of need that. It's funny because there's, there's okay. a report today, so I just want That's to right, keep go it right it. up to date because I know this is hot off the press all this program. So, go for it. Um, <laughs> he's been he's been. Is like apparently the second most expensive under twenty one player, only behind Mbappe, and that's according mm. to some new like football report. So yeah, that's then football index, what, yeah, yeah, that shows you what football thinks of him. And there we are here critiquing his game and criticizing him a little <laughs> bit. All, you know what I mean? But all listen, ultimately, if he if he pops two in the back of the net on Saturday against Stoke, everyone will wonder what we're doing on this show. This is you know exactly. I mean? This because is it. That's just the, the nature of the beast. And, you know, you're only as good as your last game and all that kind of stuff. So, yep. you know, we've got a top talent in our miss and, and let's hope that he stays for a very long time. I agree. I'm conscious of time, guys. We want to try and cram in and have Apple World Preview. But I have to ask you, last question of the night, Troy, I want to stick with you. Uh, this yeah. is from Chris Brown at Chris Brown 1882. He says, something doesn't seem right in the camp. Maybe it's Rose or Toby's pending departures, but something is missing from last season's team spirit. Now, I just want to ask you, Troy, we, we've asked a lot of people about Danny Rose on this show and I want to ask yeah. you very quickly and Dara as well but number one Danny Rose and also number two there's been reports again about Toby Adderfield's contract the fact that Spurs aren't going to relax their budget in order yeah. to maybe stretch it for Toby I mean listen yeah. you have got first and forehand of experience of dealing with Daniel Levy <laughs> when it comes to Andros just give us a bit yeah. of, can you tell us anything Troy about 
dealing with Daniel. And do you think Spurs, in the situation they are with both Toby and Danny, is that affecting the team? And is there ways of keeping both players from your end of the bargain of dealing with leaving the oh, past? Ricky, there's, there's a lot of questions in there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Um, I had to try and cram all first, into one. Yeah, mate. First and foremost, Danny Lee, Daniel Levy is the hardest taskmaster to, to get a penny out of. The hardest, uh, bar none. Um, he he sticks to a to a strict structure, and to be fair, you're, it's very difficult to move him from what he's got in his mind. So he won't break Tottenham's wage wage structure. Uh, you know, he didn't do it for Harry. He's not going to do it for Toby. Um, you know, you've got to think about it. The stadium. You know, this is the wrong time to even be discussing all this because of you know where Spurs are going. You know, in the next in the next season or so. So. Um, I can't see him breaking that structure. It's either you get on board, right. but you know, think about the vision, think about where we want to be, mm. um, <coughs> or you kind of leave. So, Danny Rose for me, I think Danny's gone personally. Okay, um, yeah, I, I think agree. Danny. I think Danny went from ah, from that interview right, to the Sun. Is that I mean? Is that the well, is that the killer? I can't remember what I can't remember what date that. Well, that was, was that but... was literally before the ball was you know a day before the ball is kicked for the start of the season. He does that interview. Yeah. I mean, how Danny, was, that... Danny was gone before then. Danny was gone before then. Danny, uh, this is uh, this is personal. Mm. I've got no inside information on this. So, right. but for me, you know, Carl Walker leaving. Right. Um, for me, Danny sees that as he's as good as Carl. He can get what Carl can get. He right, should okay. be on Carl's platform. Um, you know, I, 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 I'll go. You know, the right, fact that you. he had to obviously get himself fit and and prove himself again. Now we're getting all these stories. You know, he's been left out of the team. He's he's not playing in the in the pivotal games as such. I think you know in the past, Danny's come back from injury and gone straight back in and never come out again. But, you know, so he's having mm. to deal with all that as well. So what does that do though, Troy, to the rest of the dressing room when he does a when he does an interview yeah. like that? That must affect the dressing room, doesn't it? I mean, I know it's essentially the run, the run is the run, but that can't help morale when you've got one no. player like that doing that kind of statement and everyone's what they meant to high five him the next day. I just I don't know. No, what, what? That, no, of course it doesn't do well. Listen, ultimately, I'm, I'm listen. I'm surprised that an interview like that even got out of, of Tottenham because mm. out of any club that I've had the pleasure of dealing with or, or working near and whatever, Tottenham are, are really shit hot, if mm. I can use the word no, shit, Go for it, yeah. um, <laughs> on, on keeping things in-house, you know, and not letting, you know, the outside world know what's going on inside and not letting players do any kind of interview that could create controversy, you know. And listen, I'll use Andros as an example. Andros played uh, for the under-21s against Chelsea, a uh, couple of moons ago, just before he was leaving, and Spurs would they, you know, BT off wanted to interview him because they knew that he was on his way basically and wanted to know an update on, mm. um, you know, where he was going and what might be happening. He scored two goals on the night, and, and Spurs was no, we're not having none of it. Right. There's no way we're putting him up talking. Um, yeah, it, it looks like he's going to leave, but we're not going to fan the flames as such. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So they refused the the. You know the opportunity for them to speak to him and get a scoop. So I, I'm surprised that Danny even got out there. Whether the club knew, whatever, I, I'm surprised. Well, um, the, the thing is, Troy, no, all, that, all that apology that came came after from the base soccer. Apology doesn't matter. It's no, of course not. Well, exactly, doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It's out there. You know, people then t- form an opinion straight away. Yeah. You know, the apology doesn't matter in the end, does it? No, because of the opinion not. has been formed, and you're not changing 
fans or, or, or people's view on what's been said, you know, because it was a very, very critical interview. Mm. Um, so, you know, I, I, I saw no way back for Danny after that in terms of like wanting to be at the club and, and wanting to, to, to stay at the club forever and a day. So, listen, whether he goes in January or not to never matter because I don't think he's the fittest fella in the world at the moment. Um, and, you know, is he going to be any use to someone in January? But I, I just, I, I don't see a good end to the story um, unless Spurs get the money they feel they deserve for him. And on Toby then, Troy, you kind of said there, Spurs aren't going to break that way structure. So do you feel again with Toby? Are we on to a no hope on this one, do you think? I, I, I don't know. I think I take Toby slightly differently. I... Listen, sometimes players push and push and, you know, push for what they believe they are worth and then they don't get it and then they'll settle for something a little bit different because they do believe in the vision. And I, and, and I don't think anyone, anyone can question Toby and, and, and what he's done when he's on that football pitch, that's for sure. Um, you know, we've spoken about him tonight. You know, your worth, your value always goes up when you're not playing as well, doesn't it? Do you know <laughs> what true. I mean? It's, it's very true. Like, mm. it, 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 He's got a value anyway. His value has now gone up even more because he's not playing and people are seeing deficiencies in the defensive side of our play. And we're always, everyone was trying to put a finger on it. You know, who is it? Who is it because of? You know, we could, you know, people were like, oh, is it? Is it? And now people know it's because of Toby. You know, I think that's a different situation. Personally, I think they'll come to an agreement. Um, you know, you can quote me on it. <laughs> I think they'll come to an agreement unless someone is going to come with something that's really outlandish. Right. I don't think he'll go to a Man City or a Man United who could double his wage tomorrow. Um, but maybe something abroad, you know, back in Spain, you know, if they were to come and, and you know, really halt for him, then you never know. But I, I think that one will come to a conclusion. I think it'll be a positive conclusion for Tottenham. update on our players out on loan. Shorter version of loan watch this week as only three of our loanees were involved in action since I last spoke to you. In the Skybet Championship, Josh Onoma played 65 minutes of Aston Villa's 1-1 draw away to Leeds United on Friday, a result that sees Villa drop to fifth in the championship table. On Saturday, Cameron Carter-Vickers played the full game as Sheffield United slumped to a 3-1 away defeat to Millwall. This defeat saw the Blades drop to fourth in the championship table. And finally, Connor Ogilvie played the full game as Gillingham drew a 1-1 at home to Carlisle United in the second round of the FA Cup. The winner of the replay will host Sheffield Wednesday in round three. That's it for this week's edition of Lone Watch. Speak to you again next week and come on your Spurs. Okay, fingers crossed. Let's bring Apoel into it. I'm going to give Dara and Jason the chance to bring, you know, if they want to work Danny Rose and Toby, they can, just for this last couple of minutes. Coming over to you, Dara, do you think it's a real opportunity for Danny Rose, at least, to get some real game time under his belt? We know Lamella isn't registered for the Champions League. How do you see us lining up for Wednesday night, Dara? Yeah, um, overall, I think it's a great opportunity for, for Pochettino to make a good few changes and give give those French players a an opportunity to prove themselves. I mean, you you mentioned the likes of Rose earlier. I think also as a point to prove, um, he didn't really impress me against Leicester. He did put in that fantastic ball, 
for Lorente, which he which he skied. Um, but um, no, I think yeah, the likes of Rose and Aurier. I know we were talking earlier in the show about um, uh, rotation and how it's affecting the side, and it probably isn't the most um, beneficial thing in the world. But um, no, in this case, definitely, I think certainly fringe players need to be definitely playing that game, and we've we've already qualified, we've topped the group even. So I mean, there's literally nothing else we can do. Like I'm not going to say the result doesn't matter. Actually, I think the result matters a lot because um, the morale, I would say, in the camp around Wembley and around Spurs isn't the highest it's ever been. So a win against Apoel would at least assist in raising spirits, you know, and. Um, I think definitely the likes of yeah Winks should should, should come in definitely. Um, Lorente possibly should start. It could be a could be a good opportunity for him to get his first goal. I agree with Troy. Troy mentioned it earlier in the show. I don't think he's the best understudy for Kane whatsoever. Um, I don't rate him to be honest with you, and I don't like <laughs> criticizing players that just came to the club and they're just starting out. But I really I never <laughs> I never took to him to be honest. With you. I thought he was just a bit awkward. He looks a bit awkward when he's playing or something. He just I like I like the look of um that that Clivert lad for Ajax. Oh, he looks very good. Clivert. Yeah, the guy got a hat trick. Yeah. Yep, very good. Yeah, mm. yeah, really impressed by him. Um, I know I, I, I can't say I, I study Ajax extensively. <laughs> like I don't watch them every well, week. This is there any player we pick from Ajax is half decent. Doris, yeah, exactly. You, you never exactly. know. Like our, our history from Ajax is not so bad. I mean, when you look, consider likes of Van der Vaart and you consider all the world Vertonghen, I mean, come on, <laughs> you'd be mad not to. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I think. It is Wednesday. Go back to Wednesday. Sorry, I went on a bit of a That's tangent right. there. <laughs> Go for it. But yeah, yeah, going back to Wednesday, I do feel, um, yeah, definitely a chance for fringe players. Danny Rose, I don't really see as being a long-term player for us anymore. Um, I definitely think he's on the way out. Um, when United come knocking, I definitely think he'll be handing in a transfer request. And uh, he'll probably be the next player to leave Spurs, unfortunately, because I actually quite like Danny Rose. Mm. Um, Massive fans' favourite, wasn't receive... he? Yeah. yeah, he was. And I mean, like when you score a goal against Arsenal the way he did in his debut, I mean, you're going to be an instant hero. But you can't. You... It's criminal. What he did to... on the day before the season starts, to come out and say the things he did is, is unforgivable. And like with Pochettino as manager, if perhaps if someone else was manager at the time, he would have gotten away with it. If Harry was manager, I'm sure he would have given him a small clip around the year and then that's that but Pochettino's a different, different manager altogether he doesn't forget these things and I definitely think he'll be selling him I wouldn't be surprised to see him go in January but I think it'll be summer most likely Okay, fair enough Jace, this is being around to you is there a temptation Jace, because of the form we're on to play our best possible team on Wednesday night and try and build some momentum or do you think again that's another massive risk bearing in mind we've got some huge crucial games to come in December domestically well, I think he's he's talked about the the physical demands of Wembley more over the last few games, and I think he's, he's probably realising as as much as I would like to go strong, like a bit like he did in Dortmund when we thought he might uh, he might make a few changes in Dortmund. He went as strong as possible. I think uh, in an ideal world he'd do that tomorrow, but I think he realises there's just there isn't the chance to go that. He does need to have to look after one or two players now. So I think Lorente, Lorente, I would start with. I think. You know, in amongst all the the disappointing play from Lorente, I just just think let's let's make a real judgment on Lorente when he's had some kind of game time. It's it's so difficult to just judge him five minutes here, five minutes there with his confidence so low. So, to me, I, I would give him game time. You know, Sonny hardly needs a rest, does he? How many games has Son started this year? And there, there are still one or two players in there. You know, if Harry Winks is back, you can't say Harry Winks really deserves a, or needs a rest because he hasn't played the last, what, three games, Harry Winks. <laughs> so there's, there's, you can still pick 
a relatively strong mm-hmm. side, a strong enough side to, to, to compete and beat Applewell at home. Um, but, you know, we can't be too complacent with it because they held Dortmund twice, didn't they? And, you know, we're, we're all raving about beating Dortmund, but Applewell got a result in Dortmund as well. So I don't think you can go completely... Uh, well, I don't think you, you can chuck 11 reserves out there. I mean, I saw one line-up on Twitter. I think it's got about nine of the development squad in there. And I thought, <laughs> I'm not quite... wouldn't quite go like that. But, um, well, so, Jason, you know, maybe you... Give us a prediction. If you, you can, can, if you can give us a, what do you think in terms of a team and prediction, Jace, very quickly, just to wrap us up. What do you think? Fourth Sanchez, Aurier, Rose, okay. Winks, one other, Son, Lorente. Maybe he does chuck and Kudu on or something like that. But I, th- I think there'll be there'll be six or seven what I would call proper first team squad players starting, and then it'll be interesting to see what he does beyond that. Lovely. Hugo is in goal as well. I think Hugo will be in goal. Yep. Prediction, Jace, are you brave enough? As we're finishing up. Brave enough, depending on the team. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's, it's pie in the sky, isn't it? Uh, I'll, I'll just chuck 2-0 out there. But for Spurs or no for real method in, There's no real <laughs> thinking behind it. No, it's 2-0, but that is literally just plucking a score out the side, uh, out the air, mate, without seeing that team. And, for Tottenham, though, yeah, Jeff? things like that. It's, for yeah, Tottenham? For, okay. for Tottenham. Okay. For Tottenham. <laughs> Lovely. But Dar- we need a win. We definitely need a win, for sure. Lovely. Before I go over to Troy very quickly, Dara, I didn't get your prediction. What are you going to go for for Wednesday night? Um, again, based on the team and the changes he's going to make, I still think we'll go... Um, Win about three one, I'd say. Okay, lovely. And Troy, last one on Spurs with you tonight. What do you think the team is going to be on Wednesday? And give us a prediction if you don't mind, Troy, to finish us up. Uh, I, I would like to see a number of changes if you want me to be totally honest. Okay. Uh, I honestly, I understand getting a win, but I don't think the win on. Uh, I think Spurs will get a win regardless. No disrespect to Nicosia, but they're not a good side and. If we're treating this like a, we would treat like an FA Cup tie, we'd make a number of changes for the team. Um, I think the focus has to go onto Stoke now. You've got to win the Stoke game. Yeah. Um, we can't afford to be to be drawing against Stoke. We can't afford to allow Stoke to think like they're coming to Wembley and dominating us. So, for me, I, I'd, I'd change the squad right around. Make a decision on who your fullbacks are going to be. And, and listen, I'm probably going against some of the stuff that I've already said today in terms of chopping and changing and stuff like that. But I think if there is an opportunity to do it, it's because we've qualified, we're top of the table, we we can't be beaten on that score. I think if you put a relatively strongish side out with players that may not play on Saturday, you're going to win the game anyway. I'll, I'll be damned if Nicosia are going to come to... I was going to say White Hart Lane again, oh. but I'll say Wembley. No. <laughs> oh. Oh, six months one, too early, Troy. The one, the one, the one bit, Troy. The one bit about them. I mean, you can't underestimate them because, no, as no, I say, no, they got no, 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 they got no. a result in Dortmund, and and because of those results against Dortmund, and with Dortmund going to Real Madrid, a, a result for Liverpool yeah, here at Wembley yeah, could well get, put them into. And whilst we can all laugh at Thursday night football, <laughs> I think for Nicosia to to reach the Europa League. On the back I of su- that group, suppose, will be an yeah. astonishing achievement. Yeah, I mm. suppose what I'm saying, Jay, is one, I can't believe that we're sitting here worrying about trying to beat Nicosia, to be totally <laughs> no, honest. No, 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 no. Not being that. disrespectful to them. No. Two, there is a bigger picture because they're two games in a short space of time with a team that's lacking confidence, with a team that mm. has to go and get three points on Saturday. Barn, barn. Yeah. 
a point is not good enough. So for me, I, yeah, I, I get what this is me just thinking that I'm living in an ideal world, Jay. Give me a space because, you know, sometimes <laughs> I don't feel allowed. You know, an ideal world would, would, would be to put an 11 out that consists of everyone that's speaking tonight and, and we pluck seven players off the street. And mm. You know what I mean? We're fine. But um, I, listen, I think we'll win the game. I think he'll put a semi-strong team out. Um, I think it is an opportunity to play players that haven't had a lot of game time and play them right from the off. Um, I don't think a Harry Kane needs to sit on the bench against Nicosia. I don't think a Christian Eriksen and Deli Ali, if you are going to really get them focused and ready for Saturday, need to sit on the bench. But, you know, we're only at Wembley, so yeah, they can. Um, let Lorente play 90 minutes and, and let him hopefully build his confidence from playing 90 minutes, you know. Um I, I still see us winning, no matter what team he puts out. I still see us winning. I'll probably see us winning 3 1. I'll, I'll go to 3 1 as okay. well, because I don't think we can keep a clean sheet at the moment. So, I'll go for 3 I think that's the only thing, Troy, guaranteed at the moment the, the lack of the clean sheet, the way it's going. Um, I'm going to go. Uh, I think I'll join you. I think I'll go 3 1 as well. Chaps, I have to say, firstly, Troy, I cannot thank you enough for coming on tonight. No, no one's going to notice apart pleasure. from us four. We've had to re-record the part one once already. So, guys, I hope you enjoy the podcast. I cannot thank you enough. Um, Dara, thank you for coming on. It's been such a pleasure making your debut. Both of you, I hope you uh, join no us problem, Ricky. My sometime soon. Fingers crossed. Lovely. All right, Ricky. Lovely. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, it's been a pleasure. And, Jace, thank you as always. We're going to be back, Jace, on Friday night, actually, recording the show to go out Saturday morning. Hopefully we'll be discussing a win and previewing the big build-up against Stoke. Yeah, we'll all be jumping and buzzing on Friday morning, don't worry. <laughs> and I have to say, choice we've got you here. All of us, I think, want to say best up to Andros of Crystal Palace. Fingers crossed. Thank you very much. Roy can pull off the miracle. I have to say, they're run at the moment. There's definitely been an upturn in form there, Jace, hasn't there? Over at Crystal Palace. I don't care about them, mate. Sorry. <laughs> That's no disrespect to you, Troy. <laughs> We got enough I, problems I, of our own to worry about. At the I was that waiting about anticipated breath to see if you actually said something positive, but I think you actually <laughs> said what I thought you was going to say. So that's spot on. Mr. Joe, I was that's a great player. For Spurs. And Joe, argument choice you're here. I think Spurs yeah. have a bit of pace like Andrus has got. I think we're 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 craving that in the side. Let's hope January well, something might be done. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, it's, it's always nice to hear, but like I say, you know, it, it, you know, it, you know, he's it, in a situation at the moment at, at Crystal Palace that they're not a million miles away from. You know, they they moved away from the bottom of the table for the mm. first time this season uh, on Saturday, which was brilliant. And I think they, they, if they can continue in the same vein, Roy has definitely bought a certain amount of confidence. But I don't want to talk too much about Palace because this is not their night, is it? So, and I'll have Jay having a go at me somewhere down the line. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish him the best luck anyway, Troy. Guys, thank you very much. No problem at all. Guys, we are going to be back, like we said, at the end of the week, building up to the game on Saturday against Stoke and hopefully talking about Spurs getting back to winning ways. And as always, come on, you Spurs! <laughs> Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family 
cannolis and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.